Hello and welcome to Talking Trades, the weekly podcast where we talk about comics so you don't have to. I'm Jeremy, I'm a DC fan, and my favorite superpower is invisibility. And I'm John, I'm a Marvel nut, and my favorite superpower is web slinging. Welcome to Talking Trades. Web slinging. Web slinging. Why specifically web slinging? It's because it's all cool. your favorite superheroes are spider people. Not all of them. But a lot of them. <laughs> uh, I mean that. Like, it's it's just really, it'd be really cool, right, to go across a city, like, shooting webs and flying oh, up and down like that. For sure. That'd be super cool. Don't get me wrong. There's I a didn't. lot of things that come with it, too, like wall crawling. That's pretty sweet. I didn't say you were wrong. I was just asking. I think web slinging is dope. Spider-Man's my favorite superhero for a long time. Oh, yeah. Invisibility is pretty sweet, too. You can do a lot of stuff with invisibility. You can get behind people. You can attack them. You can go to women's locker. What? What? What'd you say? I didn't say anything. <laughs> Should we get this? This week in geek. This week in geek. This week in geek, we have some fun news. I heard. John, have you heard this? That there's a new Justice League show coming out. Shut up. I'm so excited. I had not heard this. Kevin Conroy is going to voice Batman again, and Mark Hamill is going to be the Joker again. That's really cool. It's a bit more of a cartoony style. Not like Teen Titans Go, but like not the Justice League Unlimited. It's going to be like Teen Titans? The original Teen Titans? Yes. Yeah. A bit more like that. Okay. It looks awesome. I'm There's not a ton of details out, but I'm really excited. Is it for this year? It looks it's either this year or it's early next year. That's really cool. I'm very excited. I have... Some info on free comic book day. What? It's a bit early. May 7th. The day after my birthday. day after Jeremy's birthday. The day after it. So you can still give me presents. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Marvel will be giving out two books I need in two, my life. Two books. Uh, Civil wanna, War. Can I guess them? Okay, so Civil War. Civil War 2. Right. Free comic book day. I'll guess the second one. Scooby-Doo and Batman team up. That's DC? What did I say? <laughs> Scooby-Doo and Batman team up. Batman's DC? Producer Gato, were you aware of that? Could we get a fact check? Oh, it's coming into the wire? Yes, you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> no. What's uh, the second book, John? The Captain America, number one, with Steve Rogers. They're just giving that away. Giving it away. It, but it's I don't like, know if it's like a number one or free comic book day, because I have one for comic book day where it was all new, all different Avengers, but it wasn't like number one, number one. It was Right, it was like, here's a skip it, yep. and here's some stuff. Yeah, okay. It's probably going to be that, because I got a Doctor Who, the four Doctors, three Doctors special, and it was like that. It wasn't full on the comic. It was a preview, and it was some background info, stuff like that. So that's probably what it'll be. Either way, really cool. Yeah, super jacked. How excited are you for Civil War Two? I can't convey. There's not, like, I wanted to make a joke, but it'd be lewd. There's not enough words in the English there, language. No. no. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> Continuing with the awesome new news, I have some really exciting news that I am excited for. I don't know if you'll be excited for. Young Justice, the show about all the DC sidekicks, is possibly getting a season three. Okay. It's on Netflix. It's really good. It's worth checking out. It is on Netflix. Check it out. It is fun. It's 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 reminiscent of the Bruce Tim Batman animated series, but with sidekicks. So okay. You've got Speedy. You've got Kid Flash. You have... Robin, you have Martian Manhunter's sidekick who is brand new for the show. You have Superboy. Awesome, 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 awesome. And uh, not quite Marvel or DC, but we covered it in the past. Power Rangers, the reboot. So excited for that. Who's your favorite ranger? 
Uh, it's kind of a cop out, but like the Green Ranger, because like everyone loves the Green Ranger. Like Tommy. Yeah. Tommy's the best. Tommy's great. See, mine's the White Ranger, but it's like the same guy. Right. <sighs> we have this. I think we've had this conversation. We have. He's he's great. Um, before him though, of the original original cast, my favorite was say, the Black Ranger. Uh, I would say Jason. No, it was Zach. Because he had the axe. That was so cool. He did have an axe. <laughs> and a mastodon. Yeah. Like, he that was, was awesome. He was pretty cool. <laughs> but anyway, they, they have cast Rita Repulsa. Which Finally, means you... I'm free. Yeah, exactly. After 10,000 years, I'm free! That's that person. It's Toad! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Get the Power Rangers! Who is playing Rita Repulsa, Jonathan? Miss Elizabeth Banks. Of Pitch Perfect fame? Of Pitch Perfect oh. fame. She was in everything. Hunger Games. American Summer, Hunger Games, Scrubs. Uh, I love her. She's fantastic. She's really funny. She's a really good actress. Like, oh, yeah. People don't realize that she has range. She can she can act, act, and she's really good at playing off a joke. So this this could be good. Hopefully this movie is going to be like a little bit tongue-in-cheek, because she could do that well. Or at least Rita Repulsa is a little tongue-in-cheek, because she can do that super well. I hope so. I'm I'm exci- I'm more excited now than I was. This is someone who's now cast that like we know it. who it is. <laughs> it's gonna be good. Yeah, I'm hoping for like one more, just one more name behind yeah. this project, and then you can cast a bunch of no namers for the Rangers. Like I don't know, Dave Bautista is Goldar. Don't, don't just throwing that out there. Why is, now you've got my hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> now my hopes are all the way up here, Jonathan. I was thinking something more like like uh, Bruce Willis as. No, no, I got, I got you better. I got you better. David Cross is Alpha. That's a podcast this week. So <laughs> I'm done. That's perfect. That would not be you have to end there. That's perfect. <laughs> alpha, alpha, you blow hard. Uh, uh, Rangers, what are you doing? Oh my goodness! There are dozens of you. Dozens. <laughs> I would watch. I uh, yes. Now I see there are five. I would watch that. that. <laughs> right? Oh, Who wouldn't? Goodness. Oh, of course. Oh my god. Well. Now to bring everyone back down to Earth with some, some news that's not as good as that. Flash and Supergirl are going to do a crossover on TV. I saw that. These chocolate dials, Francine. Is, so it, is it on Supergirl? Is it well, on Flash? Is it going to be like Arrow Flash, where it's Arrow, both? That's what I'm hoping. Okay. Is it going to be on one on both? Because then I don't watch Supergirl. Not that I, don't, I have nothing against it, but it's, we've talked about this. It's a CBS show. My problem, yeah, CBS just sucks. It's hard to find it <laughs> after, unless you watch it live, it's hard to find it. Yeah. It's not on Hulu. Nope. It's not on, like, you, I could pirate it, but I don't want to do that. I'm right. give them my money. Right. What I am hoping happens is season one is over soon. I'll buy it on Blu-ray or rent it or, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it somehow legally. We could, like, binge that. I'd, oh, I'd be down to yeah. that. It's supposed to be amazing. They're doing Bizarro this week. I saw him. Oh, what? <laughs> they, they're doing Bizarro in the movies or the, the TV shows before the movies? It's amazing. And they're doing, you know, Doomsday. What? What? <laughs> I uh, I did see that Snyder does see a lot of benefits into having multiple universes in DC continuity. Well, it makes sense. So, like, it does make sense in DC Comics continuity. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm really not too upset because if they give me a great television show and then a great movie, I'm okay with having it be separate. It makes sense in comic continuity. They do have alternate universes in DC. Earth 2 is huge. It's in the shows. It's in the comics. I'm good with having a great show and then a great movie. Not saying that Batman vs. Superman is going to be great. I have a lot of hope. But if they do really good with it, I'm okay with having two separate entities. I love the Marvel combination. 
and this is something we could talk about another time, we could debate the merits. I have no issue with having separate universes if they're totally separate. My issue would be is if they say, oh, they're separate, and then something connects them, and it's stupid. Like, if it's flimsy. Well, and before that, it was, like, the CBS Supergirl was separate from the Arrow Flash. And now it's So not. I'm really glad to see that they're integrating all that together. And there's rumor of Tom Welling, remember Tom Welling from Supergirl? So, yeah, uh, Smallville. Smallville. Coming back to be Superman, which I would absolutely love. If he is the TV Universe Superman... That'd be so He cool. was... I watched very little uh, Smallville, but I loved what I saw. And from all accounts, he is supposed to be the best television Superman. No offense to Dean Cain. Or Reeves. No offense to George Reeves. Yeah. He is supposed to be the best television Superman. And I would love that. They're having really young be. Clark on the next episode. I actually. saw that. Yeah, they cast they cast like Superman, but it's like, but it's baby Superman. Not baby Superman. <laughs> Superman's in the show. But he's nine. <laughs> Because she's older than him. Mm-hmm. I'm... You're missing some air quotes at home, or on your commute, or wherever. <laughs> Whatever you do. Whatever you do. We don't judge you. <laughs> well, that's all my news. That's all your news. Should we just move on, John? Yeah. Let's go to a new segment we have. DC. Marvel. DC. Marvel. DC. Marvel. DC. Marvel. And now it's time to debate with talking trades. Our first topic of debate comes as a request from Corey in my Happy Place Comics. Yes. I was in there buying some comics on Wednesday. Yes. As I do. And he said there was some debate in the store about who was the best Batman. Okay. A lot of people would say Kevin Conroy. And we're not going to talk about who the best Batman is. No, that's, that's not, not what's up for debate. That is way too much. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> That's but like, that's like next on next week is Bat who's the best Batman and is Gabriel. <laughs> that's a lot of talking we don't have time for. Yeah, and a lot of people say Kevin Conroy and he his view is that that doesn't count because he's a voice actor, not doing the full portrayal of Batman. He's just supplying the voice. Mm-hmm. So that's our topic for debate here. The topic is is a voice actor as much a portrayal of a character okay. as an actor. Sure, sure, sure. And here's the thing. We're not saying one of us is right or wrong. That's not the point of this. It's just open up discussion, and you can tell us how you feel on Twitter or Facebook. We would actually love your input. And if you have topics you'd love us to debate, Facebook, Twitter, uh, tag us in a photo on Instagram, whatever. Please, please tell us if you have topics. We love this kind of stuff. So I am taking the side of, yes, it does count. And I'm taking the side of, not so much. Again, we are just talking. Let me lay out my first argument. Okay. Let's name some very famous voice portrayals. Okay. Obviously, Kevin Conroy. Mark Hamill is the Joker. Okay. Those are two that come to mind for me. Not Nolan North. The Troy other. Baker. Troy Baker. Troy Baker in everything. <laughs> right? Troy Baker as the Joker. Troy Baker as Booker DeWitt. Troy Baker as a lot of things. He's a voice actor, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Those three people, by themselves, let's, let, let's just, let's just Troy Baker right now, have made people love characters that have never been portrayed by actors, right? Booker DeWitt has never been portrayed by a real actor, a quote-unquote real actor. Nolan North has played Nathan Drake for four games? Coming uh, up on this four? will be five. Coming up on five games. Or possibly, it depends if you count All-Stars. Okay. Point is... A lot of games. More than three games, and people love Nathan Drake mm-hmm. and are compelled by his story and his emotion and believe in him as a character. All voice. To counter that, 
the by calling out Nolan North and Troy Baker, they also do a lot of motion cap for these characters. So they do more than just supply the voice, which is what this was supposed to be like. That was actually the inspiration, was does the voice alone okay. do this? Well, then I rescind my um, previous statement, then. let's. Okay, Kevin Conroy has played Batman in multiple seasons of a show, has been in video games where he's on no motion capture, but still is Batman to a lot of people, myself included. When I read Batman comics, which is no words, no motion, I feel I feel the emotion because I hear Kevin Conroy speaking those lines. Right, mm-hmm. and I am. His voice drives it, and there is empathy, and there is pathos, and there is love, hate, all emotion in Kevin Conroy's voice. Just in the animated series, let's talk about just the animated series. When he sings "Am I Blue," that is the most real Batman I've ever seen. Because that's when I think, "Oh, Batman ever had to sing about his emotions?" That's what he would do. So I think yes, it counts because of the emotion and drive. That a voice actor can give a good voice actor. Obviously, there's cruddy voice actors. Oh it, my yes! That the good voice actor can give to a character, just like a a quote unquote or SAG actor could give. On the flip side, I think that it's there, there's just something about seeing the person as the character, voice appearance. There's more to acting than just the voice. I will say, like body language is an absolute huge part of it. Like take the the Dark Knight, take Heath Ledger's Joker. That character was easily half if not more just the body language the way he moved his subtle mannerisms all that little stuff that you couldn't really capture with just a voice actor so he brought a lot to that role i don't think we can conclusively say what's one way or the other here right and that's you know and that's like right but i definitely see where where he's coming from with like well this is a voice actor but like christian bale was batman you know i i I get that sure Um, sure sure and like like you just said, there is no conclusion. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't draw that now. I'm sure there'll be debates where we have "I'm right, you're wrong" kind, mm-hmm. of, kind of thing. This is not this is not one of those debates. Yeah, because both sides make sense. But that's that topic. Let's move on to the next topic. And please, again, write us your opinions. Topic number two: Is it acceptable to immediately reboot a franchise? Before we start, what is considered immediately? Five years. Five years, okay. That's not a whole lot of time. Just making sure. Okay. I think it is not okay. So the Amazing Spider-Man series is what I'm going to basically call on. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out in 2013? 2012? Something like that? Something like that. And we're getting a new Spider-Man in 2017. They're rebooting the franchise, different Parker, etc. In the Avengers, they were initially going to have Oscorp Tower in the background. Like in can Avengers. They, can they do that? They were going to. But then the studios didn't do it. Right. Oh, okay, fine. right, okay. So that was that was 2012. So now we're rebooting Spider-Man. But if that were to happen, then you would have both Amazing Spider-Man within the continuity of the MCU, as well as this new Spider-Man also within the continuity. I think the audience is just too attached to these characters. They, they identify that these characters are, like, this actor is this character. Like, the people now, you know, uh, Andrew Garfield is Spider-Man. Ten years ago, Tobey Maguire is Spider-Man. Right. And un- My dad included, he refuses to watch the Andrew Garfield movie. Really? He goes, Tobey Maguire is Spider-Man. <laughs> He's going to have a real hard time going forward. <laughs> Instead of rebooting, rebooting, there was recently a very successful Spider-Verse event that brought all these Spider-Men from everything. There are so many Parkers in the Spider-Verse. 
why could it not be a different Parker? You know, like, uh, yeah, because you could accept that the amazing is like the separate universe. And then the Marvel has Tom Holland as Peter Parker. And that's fine. And Tobey Maguire is in this other universe. And that's also fine. But they're just rebooting it, casting it aside to bring it in with their continuity. So I think that that'd be a much better approach. Without a doubt, I think reboots can be really harmful, period. And I think that's something we can all agree on. Reboots can destroy whole franchises. That being said, Joel Schumacher's Batman. (laughs) What? They rebooted that into the Dark Knight franchise. I don't know anybody who can agree that the Joel Schumacher movies are better than the Dark Knight movies. And that's not just... I'm not even talking about filmmaker-wise. Portrayal of the character. The Dark Knight movies are better than the Joel Schumacher movies. I think that's a very fair thing to say just objectively right portrayal of the character I'm, I'm dropping filmmaking Joel, Joel Schumacher's not a bad filmmaker Chris Nolan is a good they're both fine I'm talking portrayal of the character justice to the character being done the Joel Schumacher movies were not justice to Batman no Batman was just some dude to be honest with you no he was he was three some dudes three of them <laughs> I know so it was and that then that was not rebooting you had Tim Burton's two pretty good movies mm-hmm then you had Val Kilmer. Kilmer. Okay. It was fine. Fine. It was fine is the word I would use too. Because fine. like in the 90s, you didn't have a whole lot to compare it to. No, it, it was, was fine. It's like that and there was like Spawn. Go and that was it. about Go that. watch it now. It's still okay. It's not bad. It's not great, it's, but it's not bad. No, I'm sure it's fine. George Clooney. They didn't reboot that. They kept that going. And yep. I'm fine with a, an actor playing, a different actor playing a character if it's the same character. Mm-hmm. Right? I get it. Contracts. Whatever. Like with, you don't have to have the same actor. That's not considered a reboot. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a full-on reboot. Tobey Maguire to Andrew Garfield is different stories. Yep. We saw Peter Parker become Spider-Man in two separate occasions. Which we don't need anymore. They're, you're not getting it again. Good. <laughs> My point is, reboots can be good. Ang Lee's Hulk, our favorite movie on this podcast, became One of. The Incredible Hulk, which is an amazing movie. It's it's a classic in comparison to Ang Lee's Hulk. It's but what it did do though is in the beginning there's that montage that kind of gives you the events of Ang Lee's Hulk and it's like all right well this could have happened it kind of is like all right it could be a follow up it could be a sequel yeah. it didn't reboot it necessarily but one is considered within the Marvel universe and one is not right so I would technically consider it a reboot just because of that because it's totally different well, it's two different universes it's. It's not, though, because it calls... No, it is two different universes. That it's is two different, different universes. Stu- but, like, is it? Yes. One's in the Marvel Universe, which you are always adamant to say that is a universe. The other one universe. is not. Right. So there's two different universes. But it does say the events of the previous one, it does kind of take you through that in the beginning. In the beginning, there's, like, this montage. Right. During but, the opening credits. But it doesn't have Eric Fan in it, and it's not saying that it's the same movie. But it could be two different actors playing the same role. Fair, but it could also be two different movies. Two different stories entirely. Because Uncle Ben died in both Spider-Man's franchises. Are they the same universe? No, but with Hulk, it's these events happened. This movie takes place after those events also happened. It's not that you're seeing the same things happen twice. Okay. I disagree. I disagree. (laughs) I think that they would... That's a different thing. (laughs) The point is, I think that reboots can be done quickly. And and we're talking about bad reboots right now. Let's talk about a good reboot. The Dark Knight trilogy was amazing. So some people. (laughs) <laughs> it's fine it's it's fine I don't love it but it's it's good Dark Knight is incredible Rises and Begins are good movies but now you're getting the Batman v Superman that is a full on reboot totally new story different origin there's now a Robin all that stuff right we obviously don't know if it's good but they're taking a pe- movie people love and rebooting it again to another movie hopefully they love besides the point 
they've it's okay. We all think it's okay when they reboot a bad movie. Here's a good one, and not a lot of people lately have been have been getting on it. People were really mad when Batfleck was cast, myself included. But looking back at Ben Affleck's work, people have really changed their minds. That's the gift of time. Hindsight 2020. That's a good movie being rebooted, right? I think that reboots are okay when done correctly. Obviously, a good example took... of a movie... Well, it's bad, but it became good. A good example of a reboot, I guess. Um, Superman, right? Oh we had God. Superman Returns, oh, now so we have Man of Steel. Brandon Routh, poor Brandon Routh, he's a fantastic actor. That movie's terrible. It's awful. I it's saw so it bad. when I was sick. And just see it totally healthy. It's the worst. It, it, it doesn't matter. It's what else worst. was I doing? I was it's sick. The worst. <laughs> it's so, I hate Superman. It's it's a bad it's Superman awful. movie. It's a real estate scam. Yep. But it doesn't matter because he beats the kryptonite. And that's also why Cyclops died in X three because James Marsden took that role over his commitment to to um to Singer. No. That's why he's like, well, you're coming in for at least one day of shooting. He's like, all right, fine. That's why he dies so early in X three. Because he was so upset that he took Bat- uh, Superman Returns over X3. James. <laughs> Bro. Poor, poor decision. Bro. I actually heard an interview with Brandon Routh, this is off topic, about how excited he was to get the Superman role. Yeah. Poor Brandon Routh. I know. Because he was okay in it. He was His fine Superman in it. Good. Luther was fine in it. The plot needed was like a war. <laughs> Lois is an insufferable shrew in that movie. Lois is not that bad. Lois is a good character who is intelligent. Granted, she can't figure out Clark Kent's Superman, but like whatever. But she They've does in Man Combat. of Steel. They've now read Combat. She does in Man of Steel. That Lois is the worst. She is a shrew. That's the best word. She's a shrew. That movie sucks. Yeah, straight up sucks. But let's take Man of Steel. Not everyone is is okay with it. A lot of people actually don't like it, but we like it. Yeah, we're fans. Good reboot. Again, there's no right answer here. It, it depends on how the reboot is done. Yep. If it's done, if it's seen as like a quick cash grab. Well, okay. Let's just say this then for every argument we make. If it's done well, then you're probably going to be okay with it. Yeah. That's for most things in entertainment. If it's done poorly, you're going to hate it. Batman Arkham Knight PC port, for instance. I don't think that was ever done. I think it's kind of like, here's they, what we got. Today <laughs> or this week, they canceled the Mac port. So we're not doing it. We can't. Good. We can't fix it. That game is so bad on PC. I'd say it's more of a train wreck. Round three. <laughs> Round three. You buy comics. I buy comics. We buy comics. What is better, physical or digital? I feel like I'm going to get crucified for this one. Why? I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm going to say digital. Now let me preface this. Not better. Not better. I like. I like my digital. I do. Now that being said, I go to the store every <laughs> week and drop. 20 bucks on comics. On physical comics. But, I like digital. And here's my reasons. I am insane, you know, insanely busy. I have, I technically have four jobs. Yeah. Teach, I coach hockey, I volunteer, and then I do the podcast. I love all of my jobs. But, I don't have time to lug around comics. And yeah, I could carry on my issues... But I'm one of the people who likes to keep them in okay condition. I put them in my bag and board. I read them. I use them. I give them away. I trade them. But I keep them in the bag and board. You know how hard it is to put 30 bag and boarded issues in a backpack to walk around with? Yes. Very yes, di- I do. We, we both know the struggle. <laughs> That's why I'm so bad for my Batman books. Oh, my God. Anyway, 
it's it's so easy. I carry around my iPad or my tablet with me at all times because I have lesson plans on there. I have my Kindle books. I have podcasts on there I listen to, and I have my comics. I just flew to Nashville for the All-Star game two weekends ago, and I read every issue of Star Wars and Darth Vader on the one-hour flight, and I just bang, 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 sat there and rifled them off on my digital. And it was so easy to read them. It was so... I have thousands of books, thousands of pages, millions of pages worth of entertainment at my fingertips, where I can just read them all, and then if I'm like, I love that, I'm going to buy the next one. I can just hit there and buy, and it charges my credit card immediately. I... I love digital books. I'm a more of a traditionalist. I like my, my collection, my physical collection. I like looking at a shelf, going, ah, those are the things I have. And like, like you said, we, we both go to the comic book shop. We spend yeah. a that bit. Yeah, I have a ton of physical merchandise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. There's just, I don't know. It's I don't know if it's, it's a ritual, the experience, about just getting the comic book out, reading it, looking at the cheesy ads whatever one of my favorite example like every time i i read like an older story arc like i I love looking at those ads man it just takes you right back like spider-man games on the game boy advance like have you seen the ad it's a tops trading card ad for marvel comics and it's wolverine scratching a chalkboard no it's like schools in session (laughs) it's i've I've seen that ad probably a hundred times when i was a kid that's my still my favorite ad in comics my my favorite ad is Remember the Tales of Suspense I got? Yes. The half-price books with yes. the Captain America origin and the Iron Man story? Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. The ads in that are hilarious. Oh, I know. It's oh, my like, God. It's like a really cheesy one. It's like, yeah, are it's... you a wimp on the beach? <laughs> <laughs> get ripped. Send like a dollar twenty-five, and we'll get you. <laughs> Send your whole life savings. 25 cents. <laughs> yes. It's yes. just, I don't know. I, I, I don't uh, know if it's like a yeah. ritual or what, but it's I like the experience of just getting your long or short box and just kind of rifling through it, looking at the covers. Also, one thing you don't really get digital is variant covers. You can't get your digital signed. You know, like C2E2 last year, I got Scotty Young to sign um, my Star Wars number mm-hmm. one variant. And that's so cool, and I love it. Yeah. Again, there's no right answer here. It is up to you. I do I do concede the convenience factor. Well, yeah. Like, there's but I also, no... <laughs> but I concede the collecting factor. There's obvious, there's obvious ones. Collecting. Convenience. Price? About the same either way. Marvel's got your back, though. I love that. I buy the hardcover and it comes with a free digital. Yeah. DC, give me that option more. Because they do. They have it. But it's a dollar more. And bullshit. But the Marvel books are a dollar more in general. They're four right. compared to three. But every store I go to, I haven't seen a DC bundle. I would buy the bundle every week. Oh my god. I would have every Batman issue in both if I could buy the digital. I bought all my before Watchmen's had that. It was a dollar extra. I bought every single one. I bought digital issues. Wonderful. If that was what comics became, physical with a digital code, game over. Game over. I could have my collection and never open them. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I think Marvel must have. I don't know if they incentivized that or if they've just straight gone to that. Like that's what you it's get. Cheap. Every book, every and book. all of their hardcover trades have it too. Really? Soft covers, no. Hard covers, yeah. Hmm. My superior Iron Man trade number one has it. Very cool. Super, super sick. So, that's the bait with talking trades. Hopefully you liked it. Please give us feedback. Please tell us what you think. We would love your opinions. And if it's good, if it's a cool opinion and it makes sense, we'll talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Also give us debate options. You know, there's a ton of stuff to debate in comics. Stuff we might not think of. Like, oh my god, so many things. 
We're busy. We may not think of it. Like, please. But with all that done, should we move on to the pull list? Yes. Here's your pull list. This week on the pull list, we had Jonathan reading The Death of Superman, quote-unquote, the best-selling graphic novel of all time, collaborated on by Dan Jurgens, Jerry Ordway, Luis Simonson, Roger Stern, John Bontevay, Tom Grummet, Jackson Guise, Brett Breeding, Rich Burchett, Doug Hazelwood, Dennis Janke, and Dennis Rodier. Holy mouthfuls, Batman. <laughs> Why don't you say something else that's not as ridiculous? Holy names list, Batman. That is, like, a lot of people. It's a ton. It's a lot. But it does cross over, like, eight books. <laughs> and this comic, if you're not into comic books, you've at least heard of Death of Superman. Yes. It's huge. It's huge if you're, if you're it. as old as, like... Time. We are... Time? Songs always rhyme. <laughs> uh, the, this came out in 93. So if you were at least... Yeah, this was published in 93. I was two. I was two years you old. You were two years old? I was two years old. Wow. How old were you? Enough. I was, like, seven. Enough that you remember it. I remember, like, seeing it. Didn't read it, though. But it was a big deal. You were seven. Of course I didn't read it. it was I was about big... Spider-Man. It was on Legos. the news. Like, it was on the news. Yeah, this is a big deal. Let's let's just jump right into it. Speaking of jumping right into it, that's what this book does. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, This is this might be my favorite opening in comics. It just, it just draws just you in. so cool. You have so many questions, and you don't know which ones to ask. It's just a fist punching a steel wall somewhere else. And there are, like, metal coils around the fist. Yep. And it's just, it's a, yeah, somewhere else. Doomsday is coming. And that's a whole page. Unrelentingly. Punch, punch, punch. Doomsday is coming. Unstoppably. Punch, punch, punch. You see through, it was in like a green bodysuit. You see through that some like bone and the fist. It's breaking through and it's breaking out of the metallic cage it was in. The more it punches, the more the glove wears away and the more the wall breaks down. Doomsday is coming. Unbelievably. Punch, glove coming off. Punch, glove is almost off. Punch through. Doomsday is here. And let's just say you didn't know who Doomsday was. That's okay. He, no one knew who he was. They don't tell you in this comic either. They sure don't. <laughs> we have information. We'll talk about that at the yeah, end. Yeah, we, we did a little research. And we have some information about Yeah. Which is really it's... cool and not stupid. You know what? My favorite part about it is how not convoluted it is. Yeah, or how, like, not stupid of a cop-out it is. Right. Totally great. Back to this. <laughs> really to good trade. The, the trade is good. This is going to seem like probably the quickest pull list ever because, I'm going to be honest, not much happens in terms of plot points. You know, you know we skip over a lot of fighting in the podcast? This book is like all fighting. Almost all fighting. It's, it's a, it's, I strongly recommend you read it. There's not much to discuss, to it's be a honest visual with you. Art. This yeah. one's a visual art. And it's also good to just have that, like, notch in your belt. You know, like, I read Death of Superman. Like, check it off your bucket list. Like, yeah, there's Watchmen. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's one of those just seminal pieces. It's like To pieces. Kill a Mockingbird. It's like, yeah. you have to read it at some point. If you're I a comic read book it. fan. Me neither, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a lit miner. <laughs> and I've never read it. <laughs> wow. I'm an English literature minor teacher who has never read To Kill a Mockingbird. Hey, but kids, the stars the limits. <laughs> There was a president who did cocaine and killed a guy. I'm fine. <laughs> the first part does have some story, and it's really convoluted. Yeah, it's weird. Well, we can boil it down. So in DC, there was this world where they bred and genetically engineered these, like, warriors. And the world blew up through some shenanigan. 
And the survivors are living underground in Metropolis in their own little community. Did you Google this? Uh, yes, I did. Nice. Good research. Because I need to know what was happening. <laughs> no, it, 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 it does. It just throws you in. Yeah. Hopefully you can swim. I'm sorry. I, didn't, I forgot the names. I read this book a few days ago. No, that's okay, because um, I just read it today again. I don't remember. <laughs> remember, DC guy, don't remember. <laughs> it shows you how important this is. They're really not at all. And the, the driving force here on this part of the narrative is there's this little boy, and he's like, well, the, 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 the monsters, they have my mother. I so I can't said, tell anyone, because then they said they'll kill her. And that's he the whole point. He is an orphan. Mm-hmm. It's important to know that. So he goes into the sewers and is trying to find them so he can warn Superman, because Superman is his friend. Yeah. That's the cool thing, is back in the 90s and 80s, Superman had friends who were people. Jimmy Olsen was his friend. Mm-hmm. Not his partner, his friend. This young child was his friend. Yep. He had a lot of those people around the city who were like, hi, Superman. He'd be like, hey, you want to get a burger? Like, he was a lot more... It was approachable. In the 90s and the 80s, Superman was insanely powerful, insanely average intelligence, but approachable. He was truth, justice, and the American dream. That's what he was. Mm -hmm. And, like, they changed that a little bit now. But that's why people love Superman so much. And I get it. I hate him, but I get it. I'm not a Superman guy. I'm coming around. He's still, like, stupid powerful. That's why I hate him. <laughs> I hate him because he's powerful, and everyone loved him. That's fair. Meanwhile, at the Daily Planet... Meanwhile, on the... These I was going to say, say Bugle. Lois gets an anonymous tip. This is when Lois was at her top reporting. She was in the field. She was doing stuff. She was a real, real tough, gritty reporter. Yep. And she's currently married to Clark Kent, who she knows is Superman. Yeah. I was glad to discover that in the book that she knew. And the anonymous tip says, Send Superman, underlined, to the basement under the west side power station. Metropolis is in danger. Also underlined. A friend. Aw. She, she leaves a note on his computer. Yeah. On Clark's computer. Because, like, that was a thing. Like, and notepad. He mentions it later and says, How high tech of her. <laughs> this was 1993, people. The internet was, like, maybe just a thing. <laughs> Remember dial-up? Yes. This may predate dial-up. I downloaded <laughs> one song. I hit download, and I went out to play for an hour. I was like, is it done yet? And it wasn't, because someone called my mom. And I was furious. I went online to try and play this game on, like, the Lego website. Like, this super oh, pirate yes. game. And it was about, like, you were a pirate, and you were in a boat, and you were trying to, like, find stuff. Mm-hmm. But each screen had to load separately. Oh, no. And I, like, didn't get to really play that game. You played, <laughs> it you was played the worst. three hours of that game, which was... I tried. I, two screens. I tried. The internet. <laughs> Buy it. Remember AOL discs? I do. Oh, my God. I had some coasters. 300 free minutes. What? Version 19,000.0. Point oh. Point oh. That means it's good. <laughs> and that just cuts back to Doomsday. Elsewhere, and you see this figure. The first time you actually see the figure, this this green teal green suit, head to toe. One hand is behind his back. Metal coils all throughout him. Hand outstretched. A bird lands in his hand. You're like, oh. And then he laughs because he's a monster. He is a pure monster. (laughs) We'll talk about his origin, but he's a pure monster. Yes, absolutely. Meanwhile, back at the planet. 
<laughs> Superman goes, arrives, and then Clark goes back to work. Hey, get back to work. Checks computer. Yeah, it's like, uh... Before he gets the message, the power goes out. Yep. Because the people under Earth are trying to steal the electricity. Yep. This plot doesn't really matter. It sure doesn't. Like, at all. It, it, and you know what? Let's sum up <laughs> that plot right now, because it doesn't matter. Okay. Superman wins. <laughs> what? I know. It's like it's a Superman. But it does it does humanize him. This plot is there that's the whole point of this plot is to humanize him. That's it. Yep. At the end of it, you just see that he has won, he's taken over the underworld people. Turns out they had an informant under the underground. All the meanwhile, Doomsday is trekking across country. Just leaving a path of destruction. Just killing things. Like you, you remember like in history, like Sherman's March to the Sea? This is what I imagine that as. Just him just going in a direction and just destroying everything in it. This is exactly what I imagine. This is mine. Get out of mine. Right, just just pick a direction, go straight, and just destroys everything. He's not going to a city, destroying the city. There's no purpose, he's just walking. walking. He's just walking. (laughs) And, by the way, you never find out why. Nope. Ever. There's no reason. He gets motivation in issue five. Yeah. But, like, you, it's not that you discover his motivation. It's that he, as of issue five, then has motivation. motivation. <laughs> Doomsday's not intelligent. No. But anyway, that issue kind of ends as Doomsday's walking across the country. And then we see the Justice League of the 90s. Jeremy, who are the Justice League of the 90s? Because I had oh. to look all these people up. Okay, well, you got Booster <laughs> Gold, who's a time-traveling celebrity, essentially. He thinks he's hot stuff. You have Titania, who is... I think she's Phoenix. Tits McGee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, she is just sex appeal, the character. Like, look at her costume. Part of her breast is just completely exposed. Looks like there's a pastel on one of her... Yep. One of her... Oh my god. 90s! But she does. She's a redhead. She's got a green and gold suit. She's Looks like Phoenix. Then you have Guy Gardner, who is not a Green Lantern, but has all the powers of a Green Lantern. Um, I don't get that. Fire and Ice, and then Bloodwing? Bloodwind. Bloodwind. With, With a, a y. y. That's very That's important. That's so 90s. <laughs> His name just might as well be Red Dude. Oh my god. Point is, they suck. Th- I was this not impressed. The There's like a flying beetle That's Blue ship. Beetle. Don't make fun of Blue Beetle. He's great. It's, it no, no, looks no, no. ridiculous. No, 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 no. He's great. He's fine. This looks ridiculous. 90s. Right. Have you read Maximum Carnage? I have. 90s. I understand. 90s. Maximum Carnage is great, but there's one thing I can't stand. 90s. Yeah. What's one thing you can't stand? There's a gun that shoots happiness. The comic is so good, but there's a gun that shoots happiness. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. This is what John Lennon died for. Happiness is a warm gun. It's like a song he sang. Bang, oh, that was bang, awful. shoot, that was so Hey, look, the Blue Beetle's here. Yeah, he sure is. He's not stupid. He's cool. That's fine. His <laughs> ship looks ridiculous. Friends. That's great. Shut up. And Phoenix is here. I'm sorry, Titania. <laughs> I'm sorry, Phoenix. Uh, what I do like, though, that it does is it, it, it the Justice League is... In pursuit on Doomsday, finding what's causing this destruction. Meanwhile, um, Superman... Also, he's unnamed, as so yet. He has not been named yet. We know him as Doomsday. But well, like, the, the comic, comic in the issue is that, like, Doomsday has arrived. 
Right, 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 right. Yeah. But the characters haven't named him yet. And I yep. like how... I think I just think it's cool when they name him. Mm-hmm. We could do a little dramatic reading there. We could do a dramatic reading there fighting. Uh, 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 Pow! Uh, zop! <laughs> awful. <laughs> There's not going to be a lot of dramatic readings this week, folks. I know you love them. So while they're in pursuit of this creature... Uh, the Thing. The Thing is Marvel property? No, it's John, it's John Carpenter. <laughs> thing is Marvel. He's not the thing. He's the thing. Yeah, I thought he was just the thing. Nope. Oh, well, I'm still going to go with John Carpenter. <laughs> Superman is on a talk show, which is fun. Stupid. Yeah, fun. Uh, meanwhile, not Phoenix uses her abilities to sense where the creature is. Because? She's not Phoenix. Yep. And... All she can sense, which I do love this, is death and bloodlust personified and nothing else. Nothing more. Just wants to destroy. I don't like this part. The deforestation? I don't like this. He kills Bambi? Dude, I didn't like that at all. It really upset me. I don't like when animals get hurt. I'm going to buy my mom a shirt that just says, everyone die as long as the dog lives. (laughs) I'm like that. I don't want the animals to get hurt. So Superman's on the talk show. Doomsday is some making his rampage across the country and the Justice League is gonna fight him. This whole time though this fight's happening, Superman he was asked by the host about the public lives that the Justice League has led and Superman wants to to kind of comment on that. And the point of this is to basically say that superheroes, they're people too. Mm-hmm. They have lives. Yep. They have things. They have interests. Except, um, for, except for Batman who has one interest. Being Batman. Justice. <laughs> Seriously, dude, Batman has no interest. Justice. He likes making stuff. Yeah. In the pursuit of justice. <laughs> he likes black coffee and justice. So tinkering is just... Part of justice. Just a, step, a stepping stone it's to justice. It's all about an end to a means. <laughs> Which the means? Justice. Which, Batman's not even in this Justice League. No, he's not. That's how awesome it is. You've got Phoenix. But Guy Gardner is. You have Lady Iceman. You do have Guy Gardner. Who's the worst Green Lantern? Is he? Yeah. Because he's like a red in the stuff I'm reading. Okay, he becomes a red. He is Baird from Gears of War, but if Baird had an older brother who was a total jerk. <laughs> Baird is a total jerk. Right. You get my point? Like a worse Baird. <laughs> like, the, like all of, none of Baird's good qualities. And then multiply by three. That guy Gardner. Wow, why was that a good idea? 90s. He had a leather jacket and a bowl cut. Right, okay. Dude, he is so 90s. <laughs> Guy Gardner is so 90s. And then Kyle Rayner is so 2000s. He's like really techie looking, a lot of jagged lines. He is cool. So, Doomsday's doing... Doomsday. Doomsday stuff. He's unfortunately d- just killing, wantonly, this poor deer who happened to cross his I really path. didn't like that part. But what does he catch in the corner of his eye? The beetle. The beetle. So he does what you would do and throw sticks at it. Big stick. Like a tree. Like a whole tree. <laughs> and takes down the Justice League. Then they fall to the ground. The Flyers catch the non-Flyers. And Doomsday just walks. He just keeps walking. Just keeps going. Goes to the highway. Takes out a beer truck. But Guy Gardner is here to save the day. But Guy Gardner gets punched in his turkey neck. He sure does. Right in front of a Lex Oil Ohio facility. Lex is like everywhere. I know. Lex, yeah. <laughs> but not Lex. Lex. Lex Luther. The second. The second. With a red hair. <laughs> With flowing red mane. Flowing red mane. But not any red mane. Lex Luthor red mane. I can talk to you about that when we get there. <laughs> oh, it's so... The 90s sucked for comic books. 
with the exception of some obvious really good books. Holy cow. Do you think it was like, what had baked a deer to you the other day, Bill? Oh, okay, okay. Check Just, this out. Check this out. Lex Luthor. <laughs> but he's not Lex Luthor. He's got an Australian accent and red hair and a red beard. And he's his son. But, like, it's really him in his own body. Because, like, do you get it? Because, like, Lex is bald. But, like, this one's not. I like it. Does he have a love interest? Oh, does he? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. I got some doodles from you, junior high. You know how we killed Supergirl? Listen, we have an alien who kind of looks like her, but if she ever gets hit, the color flies off her face. Or later in the podcast. All of those jokes are going to make sense. <laughs> what a time to be alive. All oh, the 90s. This interview was broadcast in high schools, including this... you were going to say it's brought to you by Talking Trains. <laughs> no, no, no. It's broadcast in high schools, and uh, I just mentioned that because this... Totally awesome Chad. <laughs> totally awesome... Totally... Uh, he's so 90s. What can we call him? What's a 90s name? Tavin. Tavin? I don't think that's a real name. Yeah, it is now. Tavin? That's so awful. Or like Chase, but like it's all C's. With like a Y. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Jace with a Y. Jace with a Y. Jace with a Y. All right, Jace with a Y. He just comes up later. Um, but the Justice League is trying to take out Doomsday. And they cannot. None of them. There's six people. And there's together they just Phoenix. can't do it. There's not Phoenix. There's Lady Iceman. Ice and Fire. Yep. Bloodwind. Booster Guy Gold. Carter. Booster Gold. And Blue Beetle. Yep. That's seven. What did I say? Six. Elementary teacher. <laughs> These seven people cannot take him Mr. down. Mr. Jeremy, if you can't count, how am I supposed to count? Haha, <laughs> F. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, there's seven Justice League members who cannot take... Granted quote-unquote Justice League members, but they can't take him down. And he's got one hand tied behind his back yeah. the whole time. They keep mentioning that. And he's in this suit. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Which is kind of, I like the suit. It makes him scary. Like, unknown. Mm. And cool. Like the blue and while it's happening during the interview, Superman's saying how he has, you know, he has faced stuff that can kill him. It's not as easy as it would appear on on TV or in news stories. Believe me when I say I wish that violence wasn't necessary. But violence is the price we pay to accomplish a greater good. As heroes, we choose to protect that good with our lives. And as he's saying this... Meanwhile, not Phoenix and Bloodwind just what? get destroyed. Blue Beetle's dead. Or he's, he's in a coma, dying. Yeah. Right, yeah. No, it's comic books. <laughs> but, good point to mention, up to this point, everyone who died stayed dead. True. For the most part. I mean, that was just some exceptions. But, like, this book... We'll talk about it in a little bit. Yeah. This before this book, everyone stayed dead if you died. Mm-hmm. Supergirl and Flash were dead. Flash didn't come back until Rebirth in the two thousands. Yeah, that's I guess. I don't know. <laughs> that's a really good book. We'll read that too. Superman learns that there's trouble and he flies off to try and stop it. Catches Booster Gold flying through space. He's like, "Hey, man, you look like crud." He's like, "Yeah, it's this guy. It's like Doomsday is here or something." Oh! Well, technically the the joke was in my (laughs) The one thing about 90s comics is they portrayed grim and terrible things well. Like, Blue Beetle looks like broad. Where's his nipple? Or where his nipple was. Yeah, it's kind of ripped (laughs) off. He is in terrible shape. Yeah, he's just just wrecked. Meanwhile, that Jace with a Y. Jace with a Y. Comes home and is like, Superman's so dumb. 
my parents are so stupid. Like, oh, my mom is, like, so dumb. And, but like, Guy Gardner's cool. Yeah, Guy Gardner's, like, awesome. What can I be like Guy Gardner? Like, he's just, he's that guy to every that sense of the word. stinks. He's the worst. Point is, Superman saves him. Superman saves him because ice comes flying through the window because Doomsday threw him there. He saves them, and but then it, it, that's just a quick show of like a one suburban household. Doomsday keeps trekking through the whole country, and we're about to jump over a lot because like it's the same thing over and over. <laughs> but you get to this point where Doomsday is starting to get his clothes ripped, and now you're starting to see him more and more and more. The the takeaway here is that he gets knocked down. He gets up again. Every You're time. never going to keep him down. Oh my god. He does get knocked down. Stop it. Takes a whiskey drink. But every time he gets knocked down, though, you see more and more of this costume comes off. You start to see that there's there's protruding bone like over his eye, across his stronger. mouth, at his elbow, at his knees. And he is not getting weak at all. Superman is fatiguing because he's like doing this Hulk. all day. It's like the Hulk. What? <laughs> That's so it's, like, it's like Grey Hulk. No, but he's got like bones. Right, but it's totally different. Point is, he gets stronger with every hit. Yeah. And so there's they fight, they fight, they fight. He goes through multiple cities. And then, Doomsday ends up in front of the television where they're talking about wrestling. Like, inside the department store. Like a Target, essentially. And he just... He takes away the word Metropolis and fight and Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Recap. That's his motivation now! Now he, like, needs to go to Metropolis because people fight in Metropolis. All he wants to do is fight. Raise your hand if you think that's the stupidest motivation. It's pretty dumb. So the whole thing is they're trying to keep him from getting to Metropolis. Yep. And that's the whole thing with Lex. Yeah, who's in Metropolis, but the it's it's a clone of Lex Luthor. Who would die, he, It's really Lex. His mind is in this clone body because his body died or something stupid. And he's got red hair and a red beard because he's not Lex, but he's Lex. And he has an Australian accent for some reason. Right. It's really stupid. To be fair, the world was in love with Australia in the 90s. It's fine. <laughs> and he is dating a clone of Supergirl because Supergirl died in Infinite Crisis on Infinite Earths. So this is a clone of Supergirl. So Another tussle. Yeah. Doomsday sees a sign that says Metropolis 60 miles. He goes, Metropolis. Like barely forming words. Yeah, Superman we're, puts we're it together. a lot here, but like I said, and John said, it's just the, it's same. the same thing. It's really cool to watch, but, like, it's it's hard to talk about on a podcast. And, like, don't get the wrong impression. I do recommend you read it. It's, it's a very cool look at. Very cool how they humanize the, Superman. The best part is... But it's it's just a lot of it's like, yeah. well, they're fighting here. They're fighting here. It's really hard to just, we'll just to do a fight scene. Because the end is incredible. The end is off. In fact, should we just jump to there? Closer to there? Sure. Because really, like we've been saying, it's just the same thing. Oh, no. Some gas mains break. There's a lot of explosions in the city. Yada, yada, yada. They're fighting. They're fighting. They're fighting. And it gets to the point where they're exchanging blows in the street. And it's going poorly. And Superman is getting more tired and more tired. And Doomsday is just unrelenting. There's one panel. It's it's a whole page. It is the best. And it just says, But now, Doomsday gets his. I love this page. It's an amazing, amazing page. He's got wounds on his shoulder. His his costume is in tatters and places like They've on the arms, fighting on the legs. Six issues. Like just nonstop fighting for six it's issues. Unreal. And this is the climax. The fight is incredible. And this is like I really, really do recommend you guys read this. It's really just hard to cover it in dialogue. It really is. 
but Superman realizes that the bone is what actually is hurting him. Yep. When he concentrates on the bone, that's when he finally sees pain. And we're going to read you the last few pages, because it is incredible. As you just go through, you see the various people he's touched. You see Ma and Pa Kent. You see Olsen. You see Lois. Like weary boxers who have gone the distance, the combatants collide in one last explosive effort. In the years to come, a few witnesses will tell of the power of their final punches that could literally feel shockwaves. Others will remember the enormous crater that resulted from the sheer force of the blows. But most will remember this sad day. As the day the proudest, most noble man they ever knew finally fell. For those who loved him, one who would call him husband, one who would be his pal, or those who would call him son, this is the darkest day they could ever imagine. They raised him to be a hero, to know the value of sacrifice. To know the value of life. And for those who served with Superman in the protection of life, comes the shock of failure. The weight of being too late to help. We we didn't make it in time! He must survive. It cannot end like this. But it will. But for a city to live, a man had given his all and more. But it's too late. For this is the day. That, that a Superman, Superman died. died. And this is one of the most iconic panels in comics. Just Superman Superman lay. lying in rubble. Dead. There's a pole. On the pole is his tattered and torn cape. Lois weeping above him. Unbelievable. I actually had this issue. Yeah? I had the issue where he dies. Nice. I own it. It's hard to do it justice without seeing it. It's an incredibly powerful book for as cheesy as it can be. To, to do that, it's, it's going to be Doomsday uppercuts Superman. Superman punches Doomsday. Doomsday doesn't feel it. Superman throws him through a building. Doomsday crushes the building. Like, it's just... Like, it's... it's, oh, it's repeatedly. We hit on the important things. We I did. Think. The cheesy Justice League, and then that end last four pages. Yeah. If you don't get goosebumps, you're not... You don't like comics. Or <laughs> literature, for that matter. So let's talk about the legacy of this comic. Holy cow! So let's just start with the origin of Doomsday. On a planet... Which was Krypton, right? Originally, he's originally Kryptonian. The baby's originally Kryptonian. A scientist takes the baby, throws him out in the wilderness, and essentially just lets him survive or die. And when he does die, because it's a toddler, he takes the baby's remains and clones him to make him stronger. So then that clone goes out and does the same thing. And this happens hundreds of thousands of times. We don't know the actual number. And eventually he becomes so strong... He's so durable that he ends up destroying the scientist, his lab, the facility. The planet. The planet. And they nuke the planet from orbit. But he's so durable he can't die, so he floats through space until he lands on Earth. Yep. Where he was buried. He was buried, locked up, and trapped. And that was a suit to contain him. But nothing can contain him. Nope. And he broke out. There's more to it. We're missing some nuance. But like, holy cow, he's <laughs> unstoppable. And it's, it's important to know, every time he quote-unquote dies, he becomes so powerful that the thing that killed him last time can't stop him. So you have to think of a new way to kill him. Yeah. I don't think we have time here to talk about the return of Superman. It's dumb. It's stupid. There are four Supermen. Superboy, <laughs> Cyborg Superman, Steel, and the last Son, son of, of Krypton. Krypton. Last Son of Krypton is a cyborg who ends up being killed by Cyborg Superman. Superboy is not Superboy, but, like, it's totally Superboy, and he wants to be cool. But he's actually a disco dancer, and he's stupid. The last time Krypton is murdered, Cyborg Superman thinks he's Clark Kent because he can jump between consciousness 
in machines and he ends up going into Superman's capsule when, from when he was a baby. Thanks to Superman. And Steel is a African-American man named John Henry Irons, which is super stupid of a name. Yeah. And he's a steel worker. Get it? Do you get it? What? And then he flies around being Superman. Shaq portrayed him in a movie. They all fight. Cyborg Superman's there. He's like, oh, I'm the ruler of the world. Superman comes back. It's like, yo, I'm not dead. It turns out there's this thing called Kryptonian sleep. Yeah, Lois is like, how dare you? And he's like, I had no idea. And that actually <laughs> ruined Action Comics forever. Well, for a long time. Yeah, the, it really hurt the brand. And also, from that happening, that kind of ruined the potency of death in it comic killed books. death. Like, everyone came back. Everyone was able to come back now. Except for, like, I think Uncle Ben. Let's think of some people who have died and come back. <laughs> Batman. Bucky. Done. <laughs> the point is, it was a great book, but then the return of Superman really... And that was just letter B, it, guys. It was, that was yeah. just letter B. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. So let's wrap up the podcast for the week. Yes. And that's the podcast this week, John. It was a great episode, but what are we doing next week? Next week, we're doing House of M. Ooh, I'm excited. Written by Brian Michael Bendis and penciled by Olivier Quepel. I probably butchered that. Neat. I'm excited. It's a good book. I think our audience is really going to love it. It is a plot-heavy book. It is. And it's going to be fun to talk about. And do some dramatic readings with. But I wanted to talk to you about something, John, and it's it's kind of silly. Would you indulge me? I'll indulge. Okay. You know how, like, on the playgrounds you have those, like, arguments? Like, who's the stronger superhero? Yeah, yeah. Like, like let's just, like, I kind of wanted to have one of those talks, like we were kids again. What do you think? I mean, all right. All right, so, like, I'll be a superhero. I'll be um, uh, Jeremy Mann. Okay. Okay, Amazing so, like, Jonathan. so, like, I have the ability of flight. Okay. I have web shooters. Okay, well, I can, I'm invincible. But one of my web shooters is a spear that can penetrate invulnerability. But I have a spear deflecting missile, and also I have spider repellent. And stops all web things. But I got a big fan that can blow the repellent away. Okay, but I have a fan-stopping laser gun. It stops all fans. Uh, well, I'm laser-proof, so that means my fans are laser-proof as well also? Okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. No, yeah, I, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I have... I'm the fastest thing ever. Oh, yeah? Well, I'm, the fa- I'm as fast as that plus one. Right, but like, I have an ice gun that makes you slip. But I can jump. But I have uh, weights that attach to your legs automatically with magic that you say you can't jump. But, like, I could manipulate gravity. I am gravity. Oh, yeah? Well, joke's on you, because I'm on base. Mom, John's not playing fair! Mom, Jeremy doesn't know base! That's the podcast Podcast this week. Bye. Follow us on Twitter at TalkNTrades. You can also follow Jeremy at at LizardKing27. And John at at Maesterlaka, M-A-E-S-T-E-R-L-A-K-A. Also find us on Facebook at Talkin' Trades. And remember guys, we're not experts, we're fans.